Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you? It's Trina Mara and a very interesting Instagram page. You may have come across the career psychologist and Sinead Brady is here from that page. Hello, Sinead. Hi, Trina. How are you? So uh, you put up a post that I could so identify with the other day. And I'm sure anybody who's maybe thinking about going on their summer holidays or they're trying to plan a holiday and they're thinking to themselves, sure, how can I go? How could I? I have too much work to do. Um, yeah. We have this inability to switch off from work, don't we? Yeah, we really do. And I suppose um, it's not your fault is the thing I would say. Um, And the post actually gained mass attraction and um, people really connected with how people are feeling. Mm. So, you know, you're told all the practical things to do. So you're told, you know, put the out of office on and just delete the app from your phone and just make sure that you do this. But And we know that there's a practical things that we need to do. But what we don't realise is actually there's a whole other psychological connection with our work mm. that just doing those practical things won't always work. So if you think about it, Trina, from the moment you went to school as a little four-year-old and into formal education, now bear with me as I kind of go through this. Yeah. But, um, you were really taught that you go to school and you work and you sit in the same place all day, every day. And you do so from 9, 9.30 in the morning until 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. And as you go through school, the day, the day lengthens. But you then thought to come home, have a quick snack and do your homework. So you are taught to be switched on at home all of the time from you are four years old. Home is not considered a place of rest, relaxation and recuperation. We think about it as it, but actually all of the messages we have been sent are work, work, work all day and then go home and work. So this inability to switch off is something that we're really feeling now because we also have the ability to connect with our work at home all of the time through all the different types of, you know, technology that we have. And, and in some ways that's great. And then in other ways, this is where it really scuppers our inability to switch off for work, from work and onto life, let's call it, the wider context. This is a skill we actually have to practice. So if you're going on all this tomorrow um, and you're going, I need to switch off, I need to switch off. Absolutely you do, but this is a skill that you have to learn, that you have to practice. And it may not be this summer, actually, that you build that skill entirely. It may be next summer or your next holiday that you're ready to build this skill of cognitive triggers, mm-hmm. which are these psychological bridges that you build between work and life that actually tell your brain it is time to switch off. So not alone are you doing the practical things, you're telling your brain, I'm giving you permission to switch off because now I need to rest, recover, recuperate and relax. It's funny how many of us, because you have the email on your phone and everything, you could be in the airport, you could be lying by the pool and you're just tempted to check your work email because you don't want someone to feel like you're not getting back to them or to miss an opportunity or I'm definitely guilty of that. I'm always afraid I'm going to miss, there's going to be some big star in town and I'm going to miss the invite to go and interview them. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's the fear of missing out. Um, yes, FOMO, is that it? The FOMO, yeah, that's what everyone calls them, the, the, the cool kids. But um, yeah, there's that fear of missing out and that's fine. But I suppose what is really important is in order to have a sustainable career, and I talk a lot about a sustainable career, a sustainable career is working and doing your work and having a career today and doing so in such a way that doesn't prevent you from having a career in 10, 15 or 20 years time or 30 years time, whatever the future of your work looks like. And what I mean by that is if you're working extremely long hours, you're not switching off, you're not switching off on your on your holidays. You know, you are ticking a lot of the boxes for exhaustion, for poor well-being, for burnout. Mm. Burnout's been the most challenging one to deal with. And there are some people who suffer from burnout 
who never actually go back to full-time work because they are so absolutely just destroyed by the amount of work that they have done in the early or mid part of their career. Wow, wow. Mm. Yeah. And now that's at the extreme end of it. But a sustainable yeah. career is one where you're not prevented from having any part of your life and living it in full. Let that be your career or your work. You have time for everything and the energy for everything. So these small breaks that I talk about, like the four different types of breaks that you can take during the work week are really important. So every 90 minutes, take a mini break. That just means you actually get up and walk away from your desk or from your laptop or whatever it is. Obviously, if you're in a meeting or something, um, I, I wouldn't be recommending that. But we're possible. <laughs> Unless it's really boring, Sinead, Unless then off you, you go. can't take it anymore. It's like, I've had enough of you guys. Oh, we've all been there. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're 90 minutes. And then have kind of your, your lunch break um, and try and get outside, like, you know, for that, if you can. And then every six weeks, try and add in one day extra to your weekend. So make a bank holiday off your weekend every six weeks. Take wow, your Monday. Yeah. yeah. So use your annual leave really cleverly. And then at the beginning of the year, sit down and look at your annual leave allocation. There's really useful ways that you can use your annual leave to kind of double up the amount of time you've off. So you can actually take 20 days annual leave and make it into 40 something days quite easily mm. because you attach your annual leave to public holidays and bank holidays and different things like that. And these days don't have to be used to kind of, you know, go and do something. I think there's a miss, and I blame kind of social media for it, a misconstrued belief that when you take a day off, you need to be in the laps of luxury in a spa or you need to be doing something quite, you know, phenomenal. But the reality is it might be just that you have a slow day, a low impact day. You take a day, you don't get up at your normal time, you have a little bit of a lie-in, you take a more leisurely breakfast, you take care of some of the life admin that you really don't have time for when you're flat out working. And you just get on top of some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then your holiday. So 10 days is what research is telling us we actually need to, to get the benefits of the rest recovery, relaxation and recuperation. Mm. So Sinead, you mentioned there about getting your lunch break and that so many people are in this habit of working through their lunch as well yes. or having a quick sandwich as they're typing away. Mm-hmm. It's not great, sure it's not. <laughs> so there's a brilliant piece of research out of DCU by Professor Noel Moina and it talks about the problem that is, you know, this sedentary life, work life in particular is is developing for us. And the data that he has suggests that the amount of sitting that we are doing is going to have the impact, the same impact as smoking on our health in the long term. So that's quite a phenomenal statistic. So sitting at your desk at lunchtime is something that is, yes, you might be getting more done, but we also know that your ability to concentrate and to focus after more than three hours sitting in the one place is effectively at about 20%. So you're only about at 20% productivity. So sitting there while you're eating your sandwich may look like you're doing more or you may feel like you're doing more, but your productivity, your output, and then the impact on your overall well-being is really, really significant. So that lunch break is not enshrined in law because, you know, lawmakers and legislators think it's kind of fun that you have an hour off. 
it's actually because you physically and psychologically need it in order to be able to come back in and work in the afternoon. Yeah. There's a pressure that people face as well. Say, for example, you finish your job at half five. Most people are probably clearing out the office at half five, but then you'll get some some people who will stay late. And if you're starting a job and you realise there are other people who are staying late, you might feel, well, I, I can't really go at half five because there's still other people here. It's kind of owning your home time, isn't it? And going when the, when the clock says half five, just going. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is a really important conversation because work intensification has become such a normal part of our lives that we accept it and we take it for granted. And it's, you know, where we see other people do and go, God, I better do that if I am to be successful. Mm. Um, And this is where I would say to you, you know, if you just started a new job and when you look up and look around and that's what you are seeing, you have to ask yourself, is that the type of work culture that you want to be part of? Because the likelihood is that you are not going to change that work culture where work intensification is part of the course, where you have to stay late, where you have to work the long hours in order to progress. Yeah. So if you, if, if you see that, if you see um, more senior members of staff doing it, if you see leaders doing it, then you have to ask yourself, is this actually where I want it to be? Now, I'm not suggesting to anybody that they, you know, hand in their P45 and run out the door shouting. But what I would say is, if that is the case, put in place an exit strategy for yourself. And if that's not the type of work tempo that you want to have or work pattern that you want to have in your life, set yourself 18 months invest in your job, do everything you can and then put in place a strategy for exit 18 months to two years down the line and be ready to go then at that point. So only stay for as long as you need to in that area. And if you decide to stay in that particular organisation, you have to watch out for your health. So looking at, you know, how am I feeling in myself? So use Tactical Thursday. I always say to people, you know, Tactical Thursday, 11 o'clock, Thursday morning, sit down, ask yourself a couple of key questions. You know, what went well this week? Um, where were my struggles? What was within my control? And that's a really important question when you're in an organisation where you don't have control over your time. You know, was it actually necessary for you to be there that long or could you work up and done in a different way and within a shorter time frame? Mm-hmm. Who could you have asked for help? And then what's the smallest thing you can do differently next week to improve on this week? And where leadership starts to have those conversations and where leadership begins to say, well, actually, we know this isn't good for anybody. That's where real change starts. Yeah. Sinead, we were talking there about how holidays are really essential. I mean, we, we should all be taking our holidays and using our annual leave days uh, to do whatever you want. Say if it is, you know, you're coming back to to work after a week off or two weeks off. People have that dread. They're like, oh, it feels like I wasn't even on holiday because I've come back now and there's a, a million emails to get through. And some people might say, sure, it's not worth it's not worth it. It's not worth taking the time off. And I've heard that said so many times. As have I. And that makes my heart drop a little because, again, that suggests that the organisation that you're in or the team that you're working as part of is under-resourced and unable to to cope with the workload. Um, So if that's the case, you know, everybody should be able to take their holidays. And yes, it's going to be busy when you come back because you do have the email catch-up to do and and whatever else. Mm. But you have to kind of look at your emails even and go, okay, so let's just take a number and say you've 200 emails across the course of the two weeks that you've been off and as you look at them you're kind of going okay so is this something that I need to become involved in am I one of 20 people that have been cc'd on this and if you are the chances are it has been covered and taken care of while you're away Mm -hmm. so you getting involved in that email doesn't actually maybe require your energy if the email is directly to you perhaps then it does mean that you need to get involved so you, you begin to split your emails up and go okay so this is something that I need to 
it's, it's something that I can't delegate that hasn't been done when I was away and I need to kind of say okay so this is something that's a core priority and it's important for me to deal with within my first day back but you might spend an hour doing that and some of the emails might bother you you might notice kind of like a visceral reaction where you're going I'm sweating I feel angry I'm actually agitated again just kind of look at those types of emails and be really objective and say okay so who's this email from who's cc'd on it and is there somebody that I can have a quick contact with to find out if this has been dealt with? Mm. Um, and it may not require your attention or your energy really at all. It's kind of just shifting around in your emails and going, okay, so what requires my energy? What's actually a priority? And has this been short-circuited while I've been away? Yeah, I hate this. You know, this thread of 25 emails when a, a quick uh, phone call would suffice. But yeah. <laughs> I guess in a lot of places, it's all about a paper trail, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's so, the thing. Yeah, so look, so many interesting things up there on your Instagram page if anybody would like to have a look the career psychologist uh, Sinead Brady will you come back on the show we'd love to have you back on absolutely I'd be thrilled to Great. I could talk about this stuff all day Trina. Yeah, and <laughs> do you know what we get so many messages in uh, because presumably people are listening to the show as they're working away and uh, lots of questions in and yeah you, you really are the voice of reason Sinead thank you so much for coming on you're so welcome thanks Mill. it's Ireland's Classic Kids Radio